All right. What are we talking about? How to choose the right goal weight, right? How do you choose the right goal weight? All, all weight loss success starts with choosing the proper goal weight, I believe. And there's a good chance that you're not choosing the right weight. And so uh, that's kind of an important thing to get right off the bat. You know, why would you be choosing the wrong weight, right? How do you even go about it? Now, a lot of people, when they think about a goal weight, choose a weight kind of arbitrarily, right? So you might be using like a BMI chart, which isn't a bad place to start. Um, but more likely, you might be just referencing some number that you weighed when you were 18, when you got married, uh, when you were younger, you know? And so I think it's important that we, I'll give you the simple equation I like to use for choosing the right goal weight is to choose the weight that'll make you the healthiest, the happiest, and give you the best quality of life, right? And so when I mentioned quality of life, I think this is an important part of it because we can't just choose a weight as if it lived in a vacuum, right? Because you can't just be a weight. You've got to live a certain way. You have to live a certain lifestyle, eat a certain way in order to achieve that weight, you know? So we want to recognize that there's the weight you want and then there's the way you're going to have to live in order to achieve that weight. And a lot of times I think people just choose the weight without taking into account how they're going to have to live, what they're going to have to do to make that happen. And you need to. You know, I always say that the example of, um, I, I, off and on over the years, I want a six pack. You know, I so, like, okay, I want to have a six pack. I want to have abs. And um, I got all motivated about it for a little bit. And then I just never make it happen. Right? I, I would always, it just wouldn't happen. I'd quit before I ever really made it made it work. And so I reflect on this one time. I was like, well, I master my weight. Why am I into the ab thing? And I came to realize I didn't really care. I didn't care about having abs. You know, I'm a married guy with kids. And so, you know, it's like my shirt's off three hours a year. It just doesn't matter to me, you know? And so it made me realize that a lot of times when people are choosing a goal weight for themselves, they're kind of just picking this weight that may not have much meaning to them, you know? And if it doesn't have much meaning to you, it's unlikely you're going to achieve it, right? Because losing weight, you know, is a change that is difficult. It's a challenge. Right? It's not, pretend it's not, right? It's always hard. It's, it's a whole lifestyle shift and change. It takes a lot of work. And so if you're not completely congruent with why you're doing it and the reasons aren't really strong, then there's it, it, almost no chance of making it happen, you know? So I was like, me at the six pack. It's like, I, I just don't care. And so I just let it go. Now, I do care about my weight, right? Because to my weight, I think that um, my weight is, is really important to me because I, I associate with life and death. Right? My father died of a heart attack when he was 54. So to me, I'm like, okay, I, I want to have my weight down because I think that's a big factor. You know, it, it's a measurement of, of risk factors that are directly apply to heart attacks and, and other health-related issues. Right? So there's a lot more meaning for that for me. Right? I'm willing to put a lot more effort and work into getting my weight there because that means much to me. Right? Now I take the kids. The kids don't care if I get a six-pack. The kids do care if I'm alive. You see what I mean? So, so I'm drawing, I'm, I'm tapping into way more motivation here, all right? So this is what I suggest for you is that instead of just picking some arbitrary number, and, and it, it may or may not be arbitrary for you, but regardless, even if it's a BMI number, by the way, the BMI number doesn't just naturally mean a lot. You have to give it meaning. You know, you have to make it mean something and you got to find this. So um, you begin looking at what quality of life are you looking for? Right. And this, I think, is such an important question because it starts to reframe this entire process anyways, because what you have to be careful of with the weight loss is that it's really been oriented. So my spiel here with, with the weight loss, the way you think about weight loss is primarily through diets. Diets have hypnotized you to think about weight loss in a very limited way. 
And one of those ways is that you primarily think of weight loss as looking better, right? It's a very superficial thing, right? You just want to look better and uh, that's the goal. And wanting to look better usually is not enough motivation, okay? So again, we want to find deeper reasons for why I want to make this happen. And, um, but, and it takes a little bit of thought, but the, but the beauty of that is once you have those real reasons, it makes the whole process way easier, right? The fact that I'm referencing being alive for my children, the fact that I'm referencing my father dying at 54 of a heart attack and, and you know, that, that pain naturally imbues this whole process with way more motivation for me, you know? And so I think you want to look for the same type of thing. What goal weight gives you the best quality of life? And I think the easiest way to get to that is by thinking to yourself, who is the best version of you, right? Who are you at your best? What is your real potential in life? You know, um, how can you live as the best version of you? And when you start thinking about who is the best you, right? What does that mean? You know, and all of a sudden we start to connect the weight loss to that and mastering your way to it. You know, it, it just makes it into a whole different process. So I hope that I hope that kind of helps helps you out. Someone says, "Do you think people are allowed to laugh in Hawaii, or are they just allowed aloha?" Oh God, that's that's, <laughs> uh, that's a good one. I'll probably use that. Um, so yeah, so so what this ultimately gets to, though, the, the heart of it is ultimately the motivation that you want to have for this process. And so, how do you get more motivated to want to lose weight? Right. So it starts with a goal weight, but the goal weight, you want it to be a very thin veneer of what's deeper underneath. So if you ask me why I want to master my weight, it's because I want to live as long as I can for my kids. That's the kind of the core of it. But then on top of that, I want to have energy. I want to feel good about myself. I want to be a good role model for my kids. I want to have more energy so I can run my business. I want to be able to play with my kids, do fun things with them. I want to be the husband I want to be. You know, I want to be the, the brother and the, the family person I want to be. I want my friends. So all of these these things start, oh, thanks for the rose. This becomes the the focus for me. You know, so I like to say, like, you want to take your weight loss and wrap it in personal development. You know, you've got to give it more meaning because weight loss in and of itself doesn't have much meaning on top of it, right? Think about this, that your, your body and your brain are evolved over millions of years in a food-scarce environment. So your body and brain want you to eat as much as possible. Right. So the idea that you're going to be motivated to lose weight, there's no structure in your brain or body that are motivating you to want to lose weight. You know, it's just not happening. And so you need to find deeper reasons, more compelling reasons why you want to make this happen that fit for you. And so, again, the typical the typically the, the easiest way to make this happen is when you uh, you find things in your life that you're already motivated about, you know, it's usually people, you know, it's like kids partner, family, friends, you know, and you think what relationships are most important to you? And then ask yourself, how can I make these relationships better? And how are they being made worse because of my weight? Not because of how you look, but because of how you feel physically, mentally, emotionally. Um, <laughs> Mia, do you write I can't be hypnotized every day? I feel like I see this. By the way, everyone can be hypnotized. Everyone is constantly hypnotized. Now, you may not be able to be hypnotized by a hypnotist, but I promise you, you're hypnotized all the time. Every time a person watches a movie or a TV show, they're hypnotized, right? There's no avoiding it. You can't not be hypnotized, right? Really, what hypnosis is, by the way, it's a process of influencing your subconscious mind. And the language of your subconscious mind is imagination. Right? So when you're watching a TV show or a movie, what's going on? You're imagining you're in that scenario. 
right? When you read a book, right? You imagine you're in that scenario and you have those experiences and you get a feeling from it, right? So um, there's no, there's no, no one's not being, you, you can't not be hypnotized. <laughs> now you may not be able to be hypnotized by a hypnotist, right? That, that's like a very, that's like a one, that's one setup uh, of hypnosis, right? And um, it's just one. But you're always hypnotizing yourself anyways, constantly. You're up in your head talking to yourself constantly. It's influencing you. Someone says, I'm very hungry right now, but I'm on a diet and I have an urge to binge. What do I do? Well, here's my thoughts on dieting is that I don't like it. And I think that, I think first off, I think, now again, I don't know all the situation that you're in here, but the first thing that I suggest is that I think that diet is an overcorrection for most people. It's too quick. So what I mean by that is that the average American consumes around 2,700 calories a day. Uh, the diets used to, I don't, I don't know where they're at now, but a lot of times the diets say cut down to 1,200 calories, right? That's a 60, 65% reduction in calories day one. You know, it's too much. It's just too much. Now, I know you want fast results, so you, you'll do anything, right? But it's like if you've cut your calories down by 65%, you'll probably be pretty hungry. You know, and once you're really hungry, I don't know. I don't know how you, don't ask me. I don't know what you do when you're starving and you're really, really hungry, you know? It's like, I don't know what to do to not eat, you know? I know about managing hunger in a systematic kind of strategic way so that you're not that hungry, but you're reducing calories. But I don't know how to be be really, really hungry. Well, I have insulin resistance, so it's kind of hard. Again, I mean, I, and again, I don't know all the situation, but it's like, let me ask you this. You're on a diet. Tell me a little bit about the diet. Tell me like how many calories you cut out. What, what's the philosophy? Which diet are you on? You know, that's what I'm curious about. And then I might be able to, to throw some things at you. Um, yeah, having insulin resistance, is it's it makes it harder to lose weight for sure. But I always tell this to people with insulin resistance or metabolic disorders, menopause, hormonal issues, is that, in that situation, you really, really want to double down on the lifestyle pieces. You know, I double down on the lifestyle pieces. I don't have those issues. So I think it's that important. But a lot of times you never know how much is the insulin resistance or the metabolic stuff or the hormonal stuff and how much is the lifestyle. And what I mean by lifestyle is your sleeping, your hydration, your relaxation, breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, and maintenance or in, <laughs> um, gratitude. And so as you add those things into your life, it changes you physically, mentally, emotionally in, in, in such profound ways, you know? I'm not saying it fixes insulin resistance, but I'm saying it helps mitigate some of the damages of it, okay? Um, and then there's obviously changing how you're eating. But I get it, you're really hungry right now, you're on a diet, what's the diet though, right? What are you trying to do? It's a diet, especially for insulin resistance, it's around 1400 calories, I should probably drink water. Yeah, there you go, yeah, definitely. Um, I would definitely suggest drinking water. That's what I mean, like, I, I, I think of weight loss, and again, you're not getting this with the diets, I, I talk about this a lot, because it makes me crazy. The diets uh, usually don't work, and usually, I mean, there's just so many reasons why, but one of the big ones is it's like, it's like they focus on one thing, so most diets, the first thing they focus on is usually calories, macronutrient related. And then it's focused on like one thing of reducing those things. But I think really, truly, right off the bat, I'm more interested in weight mastery. And I think to master your weight, you really do need to take a holistic approach to it. I think, I, I don't even know, I don't know how you would do it without doing that. You know what I mean? There's strategies out there. Every diet is that basically. And what I mean by holistic is, I think there should be a mindset piece, a lifestyle piece, and then obviously the eating piece. You know, I think those are the, the three parts and I break those down. Um, but I think that you need to have this holistic approach to changing it. 
you know? And so I think just cutting the calories down, that's all you're going to try and do. I just feel like that has such a low chance of success personally, you know, not to sound negative. I don't, I don't mean to sound negative because I'm telling you, I, I think just dieting and just trying to cut the calories down isn't effective. Okay. So I'm saying what, what I would suggest instead of what I work with my clients on and what I've done personally, is it's a much more holistic approach, you know, where I'm changing how I'm thinking, how I'm feeling, my energy levels, my moods, my, how my body functions, my metabolism, you know, I want to influence those things and I want to change how I'm eating as well, you know, um, and I want to change how I'm thinking, you know, cause all that stuff factors in, but yeah, drink some water. I think that's, that's a smart move, you know? Someone says I retired two years ago and can't seem to get motivated. I want to do things, but ugh. Yeah, I get that. Um, yeah, I'm going to get to that one second. This other person I'm kind of going back for, can I eat an apple right now? Is that not too much? Yeah, I eat an apple. Anytime an apple's too much to eat, I think you're doing something wrong. <laughs> can I just say that, right? When you're trying to lose weight and you feel hungry and you're worried about eating an apple because you're worried it's going to be too much calories, you've got to take a step back and reevaluate, okay? Eat yourself silly on apples. You know what I mean? Like fruits and vegetables. Now again, I, I don't mean this literally, like, like you can't eat just, you know, nonstop fruit all day. But I think if you're worried about an apple having too many calories, you got to kind of reevaluate what's going on, okay? Um, eat that apple. Eat the apple, drink some water, and I bet you feel a lot better, I, I would suggest for sure. So yeah, retired two years ago and I can't seem to get motivated. A lot of people can't get motivated. And this is, you've identified the problem, right? The, the main problem everyone has who's struggling with weight is that they can't get themselves motivated, you know? So how do you do it? Well, there's two sides to motivation, okay? The first side is what you expect you have to do. And this is where the diet mentality comes in again, where when people think about losing weight, they primarily are thinking in terms of diets, okay? And when you're thinking in terms of diets, you're probably thinking about overcorrecting, which another another way to say that is that when you think about diet, when you think about weight loss, the only thing that even slightly motivates you is to start losing weight quickly. And the only way you can possibly lose weight quickly is to do something extreme, right? And so a lot of people, they kind of, they're in all or nothing mode, right? It's literally all or nothing. Those, it's very binary. It's, I'm either doing nothing, not thinking about it, I'm not motivated, it's been two years, I can't get myself to do it. But then the only thing you consider worthwhile doing is all where I jump in tomorrow and I cut my calories by 65% and I completely change my eating 100%, you know, right, right from day one, you know? And so what I would suggest to you is two options. You can either boost your motivation up so it brings you up to this level where you can do the all stuff, or you can boost your motivation up a tiny bit, but then lower down what you think you're going to do and just start where you're at now and improve one thing. Just work on one thing this week. Now, I know you don't want to do that because it feels like, well, what's the point of doing one thing? You know what I mean? This is that, that diet hypnosis you're in. It just keeps you trapped, you know, because you think you just got to, if you're in a weight loss plan, if I'm going to do it, I might as well do it right. I'm going to just going to jump in and do everything. So I get the fast result results, you know, but it's that way of thinking that causes you to keep repeating the same cycle of all or nothing over and over and over and over and over again. You know, you got to change up the way you approach it. And I think that's one of the big ones is that, um, again, and to get the motivation up here is almost impossible, by the way, it's very, very difficult. You know, so again, the strategy I like to do is get the motivation up more and then get the, what you're trying to do down a little bit. So it's more sustainable and manageable. So you don't have to be motivated up to a level 10 to do it, <laughs> you know, but at the same time, understanding how to motivate yourself, I think is the, is the most important part of mastering your weight, you know, and you have no idea how to do it. You know, again, I don't mean to sound negative here, folks, but, um, how long have you been focused on your weight loss 
And again, you, you only think about your weight loss in terms of diets. I know this. And you don't have any clue how to motivate yourself. You have no idea about the nuts and bolts of motivating yourself, you know? Which is to say that diets never, diets are like a carnival game. They kind of tell you what to do. They give you the plan, but they never show you how to actually get yourself to do it. They never give you the mindset piece, you know? They never give you the nuts and bolts of how to actually change your thinking and your behavior so you actually do it, you know? And you keep chasing this, you know? Like you just keep thinking that some magical plan is going to appear and you're just going to follow it, you know? It's not. You have to have more um, understanding, uh, of the deeper aspects of, of changing your behaviors and your weight. Um, when I'm stressed, which is almost all the time, I eat a lot. My discipline disappears. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about that for a second. Why do you eat more when you're stressed? Right? This is why, again, number three in my my lifestyle plan is is relaxation. It, it's crucial. If you're not going to relax, I, I don't even know how you're going to lose weight. Because even if you lose weight, you're still going to be miserable. You know? Again, this is all about quality of life. I think that's the better goal than just weight loss. And, and it, it it orients you better. Because when we just focus on weight loss, we'll do anything. We don't care what we do, you know? When we focus on quality of life, we tend to choose more sustainable and, and beneficial ways to lose the weight, right? But why do we eat when we're stressed? Well, let me give you my explanation. I think what happens is, as humans, we've got two nervous systems, two automatic nervous systems. We have our sympathetic nervous system, which is our fight, flight, or freeze response. And we have our parasympathetic nervous system, our rest and digest one. And so when we're stressed out, our sympathetic fight, flight, or freeze response is activated. Now, when we activate our sympathetic nervous system, what happens is we pull blood away from our brain and it goes out to our muscles. And we don't think as clearly. Instead, we become very reactionary. Our thinking becomes very limited, very emotional. And in that state, it's very difficult to eat the right foods because A, you have more hunger for unhealthy stuff and B, you have less ability mentally because you pull the blood away from literally your prefrontal cortex which is where your willpower is, your logical, rational thinking is. And so you get in that state and you kind of, what do you say? I don't give a shit what I eat, you know? And, and you're not even thinking clearly. You're not thinking like yourself, literally, you know, when your sympathetic nervous system is activated. Do you believe this? <laughs> I think sometimes like people don't even believe this, you know? And it's like, this is what I mean. Like why the diets are leading you wrong is they never even explain to you what's going, what are you working with here? You have an intuitive sense of who you are that's completely wrong, right? You think you're like this conscious being that can just be told what you should do. And then you think you should just do it now. It's, it's so wrong. It's just gobsmacking. And it's okay that it's wrong, but it's the problem is that you don't realize it's wrong. And so you blame yourself. You think there's something wrong with you, which is why you can't lose the weight. When in reality, it's much more that you don't have a good strategy. You have not been taught what you're working with here. How do you manage your brain and your body to get it to do what you want it to do? And you, you literally have no idea. You've got one tool and one tool only, which is willpower. And the second you get stressed, the willpower disappears why because your willpower sometimes people intuitively will think that like your willpower is this non-physical thing like it's just this this thing this energy right it's not it's a physical thing it's neural connections in your prefrontal cortex and these neural connections use lots of glucose they require lots of energy so which is another way to think of it metaphorically you should think about your willpower like a muscle okay and if you use it all day it, it depletes 
right? Especially if you diet and work really hard for a couple of weeks, it depletes and it disappears. So as soon as you get stressed, your willpower pretty much just goes. You're just in reaction mode. You don't care. You're not thinking logically. Your willpower disappears, you know? So what do you do? How do you deal with that? Well, what I would suggest, again, here's another point of what I'm saying, I, and I'm assuming you want to lose weight, but sometimes the best way to, because if you can shift yourself from losing weight to mastering your weight, you give yourself more time and it's a better goal anyways. It's what you want. You don't want to lose weight. You want to return to your goal weight and live the rest of your life there on near autopilot. That's a better goal, isn't it? And so if that becomes your goal, then you extend the time frame more and then it's okay. Listen, you're not always ready to lose weight. Sometimes if you're stressed all the time, the first thing I'd suggest you do is, is handle that. Let's get that down. Let's help you relax. Let's, let's get you good at being able to activate your parasympathetic nervous system. Whew. Let's bring the stress down. Let's let you connect to who you truly are. Your full potential. You see what I mean? It makes you happier, makes you feel better, makes you think better. And now from this place, now we can talk about weight loss. <laughs> Right. But it's like, what, what should be on your mind first is this stress. Cause this stress has got to be impacting you neg negatively in all other areas of your life. There's no area of your life. The stress is really helpful for, is it? Right. So there's bigger things than weight loss sometimes. Right. And so a lot of times we can focus on the thing right at hand, like stress. I just got off a call. We, I just did a, a we had a, a coaching calls for my program just now. We have them every Tuesday, Thursday. And, um, literally just talked about this exact same thing. You know, where it's like the stress. So, so, oh my God, I'm so stressed at work. And I was a uh, stressful life this person had. Legit, legit stress. And I said, well, maybe the weight loss shouldn't be the main focus right now. You know, like, like what if you could work on actually relaxing yourself? That's more important right now. You know, and again, if you can get yourself out of this mindset, I just want to lose weight, I just want to lose weight, I just want to lose weight. You know, just take a longer view of this. What if you could learn how to relax? How much, how, you know what I mean? If you could learn to genuinely, cause I, listen, you're not talking to anyone who, I'm as stressed as you can get, I, I swear. Like I got a tweaked up nervous system. I, I'm a stressed dude, you know, but I've spent 30 years working on relaxing myself. And that skill set of being able to relax myself is one of the foundational pieces that allows me to live at my goal weight. You see? So sometimes the focus doesn't, doesn't and shouldn't be on the weight loss. It should be on something deeper. So that would be my suggestion for that. Um, since it's so true, thank you. Very helpful. I'm glad. Um, so in modern times, we react with primeval sympathetic reaction over trivial stress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a great way to put it. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. We live, we have these, like, we have these old evolved bodies and brains. You know, they, they, I, I just, I never heard this theory. Like I've known this idea, but the theory, it's called the mismatch, mismatch hypothesis that we evolved in kind of a natural environment, you know, and now we find ourselves in this modern environment and it's a mismatch. And so, so physically weight wise, it causes all sorts of problems, you know? And so, um, yeah, but, but so it's like, you know, and we think like back, oh, we think like people in the natural world being stressed all the time, but they weren't stressed all the time. You know, there, there weren't, there weren't nonstop life and death situations. I mean, there was like a, a very early millions of years ago, but then we figured things out. We became the apex prey. We're the, we're the leaders. We're, we're not getting hunted all the time. And so people were way more relaxed and calm, you know, but now what happens? Yeah, exactly. Like you said, the trivial stresses, um, trigger us to feel fight or flight or freeze. 
you know, and that happens all the time. So it's, it's the it's the curse almost of a modern age where we have all this technology, but a lot of times it's causing us to be more stressed, and that stress makes it very difficult to lose weight. You know, so you got to manage it. You have to learn how to manage it. All right. Um, someone says I want to shed 150 pounds. Great, great. Now, as I was saying, right. So how do you set the goal weight? So first thing I would suggest, I always say this to people: subconscious, your subconscious mind doesn't understand negatives and it can't tell the difference between vivid imagination and reality. So a lot of times people articulate their weight loss goal in terms of how much they want to lose, right? But when you say to yourself, I want to lose 30 pounds, I want to shed 150 pounds, you're imagining yourself, you're referencing the overweight you, okay? And so I think it's much more beneficial to say, I want to be X amount of pounds and then start giving that weight more context, you know, so it's like, I want to weigh X amount of pounds so that I can have more energy. I can feel better in my body. My knees will feel better. My hips feel better. Um, I'll have more energy. Um, I'll wear, you know, a certain type of clothes that I want to wear. I want to look a certain way. I want to feel strong. I want to be flexible. Um, I want to be at peace with food. I want to love my body. I want to feel good about myself. You know what I mean? I could go on for days here, but you understand like, like it's not enough to say, oh, I just want to lose because that becomes the mantra. The, the dieting weight loss mantra because I just want to lose, I just want to lose, I just want to lose X amount of pounds, you know? But that doesn't mean a whole lot to your subconscious mind because it doesn't understand negatives, right? If I tell you not to think about a banana, what are you thinking about? A banana. And so it's like you're, when you keep thinking, I want to lose 150 pounds, I want to drop 150 pounds, I want to shed 150 pounds, you're thinking about yourself being overweight, you're thinking about the version of you that's struggling to eat the right amount of foods, all this stuff, you know? So as much as you can, you want to put yourself into what you want to be, who you want to be. And not just weight-wise, but then you want to give it more context, more meaning, you know, and describe it in visceral, real terms, you know, of why you want to weigh that. And you want to do it physically, mentally, and emotionally, all the benefits you're going to get out of that. Not just of the weight, by the way, because the weight, the weight's just a means to an end. Being a certain weight doesn't guarantee you're going to feel happy. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean you're all of a sudden going to be just become a different person. You got to understand that. You've probably lost weight before. And I mean... It can be, you know what I mean? It can be something if you do it in the right way. I had a lady, I'm going to respond, make a video on this. She wrote to me, she goes, she goes, I lost a hundred, hundred pounds. And I didn't feel any different. Now I don't believe that, but that's what she wrote. And it's like, if you lose a hundred pounds and you don't feel any better, then you're doing something wrong. In my opinion, because how can you not feel better? A hundred pounds lighter. I mean, and again, I'm not talking about how you look like we're so fixated on the looking part, but if you're carrying a hundred pounds less a day, you're going to have more energy you're going to feel better physically because there's just less work. You know what I mean? You can serve more energy. You're going to have more energy. It's easier on your physical body, right? And then mentally, look, come on. You know what I mean? Don't tell me you're not going to feel like a better version of yourself, you know? But it depends how you do it too. If you just starve yourself, no. You know, this is miserable. I hate this. That's what you have to take into account. That's why that goal weight's so important because a lot of times people are picking a weight that's so low, they have to drastically change their life. They have to live a lifestyle they don't enjoy, and so, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm trying to say. The weight doesn't guarantee that you're going to be happy. You know, the weight is just, it, it's just one marker. And so you've got to pick a weight where you're comfortable living that lifestyle. What am I, how am I willing to live? Because we all know whatever weight you want to live at, you could live at if you're willing to just drink water and eat carrots, but you're not willing to do that because that's a shitty quality of life, you know? So take that into account right from the beginning. Don't just p keep picking this arbitrary low number. You know, what do they say? It's like just saying, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. And I think that's so appropriate with the weight because people are so obsessed with this number they keep saying a lot of times. 
And um, listen, if you've been saying you want to lose a certain amount of weight for like decades, you've got to realize something's wrong with the process, you know, and what it probably means is that it doesn't, you don't really want to lose that weight. You know, it doesn't really mean that much to you. That helps. Someone says eating almost becomes like a distraction from the stress. Yeah, absolutely. And it is literally when you're stressed a lot, you use the food and we've been conditioned to use food primarily as a way to feel the emotions we want and to not feel the emotions we don't want to feel. Um, food is one of the main emotional regulators we've been conditioned to use. But yeah, when you're feeling stress, again, yeah, the food literally, it lights up our pleasure center. So there's a, a momentary burst of pleasure and then there's a distraction from the stress, just like you said, you know, so that those are true. And so the question becomes not getting rid of the food say a lot of people right so they'll use the food for emotional reasons so you might be using the food to deal with the stress and so what people tend to do so i'm gonna get rid of the food the emotional eating but they're simultaneously get rid of the strategy to deal with the stress and so now they're just they've eaten better for two days but they're ready to kill someone okay so what you want to do is this is good you seem like a person to me who's pretty intuitive and aware and that's the question you want to recognize what am i using this food for oh i'm using it to manage the stress great now you ask the question, what are some other ways I could relax more um, that don't involve food? How can I manage this stress in a much more genuine way? Because the food's not genuinely managing. It's really, like you said, it's just it's a distraction. It's temporary, you know? And when you find like legitimate real ways to manage your stress, all of a sudden the food loses a lot of its importance, you know? And as you relax your body and learn to be more calm, physically, mentally, and emotionally, you tend to crave healthier foods anyways have more control over them all right um someone says i'm not a stress eater i'm just a bored eater yep i'm home alone 10 to 12 hours a day yeah okay same thing right so so the the food becomes yeah i'm bored and i use the food to entertain myself right that's the situation and so what i would suggest is that you begin to ask the question what can i do that's interesting to me now, I, I don't know. You probably don't have an answer to this, right? That's why you're using the food. The food is the answer, you know? But what the real question becomes is, what can I do to entertain myself? What do I find interesting? I'll give you a hint. Hobbies are great. You know what I mean? Like you, And I'm not saying this flippantly, you know? I find, like, playing guitar for me is a big part of managing my weight because when it gets to be night, I'm not just sitting there bored. I'm working playing guitar, it's something for my mind to focus on it again dopamine has a huge impact on how you eat and ultimately what your weight is and so i'm getting a lot of my dopamine from playing guitar whereas i used to get it from what snacks i was going to eat and looking forward to eating those foods all night you know so i don't know like I, i'm not again I, it sounds flippant because it sounds like it's just when people say oh well i eat out of boredom i said well, we'll do more interesting things I'm not being flippant with it. I'm saying that's a genuine solution. Now, you may say, well, I don't have any interesting things to do. I believe that, but you can find them. There's things you could do that are more interesting. You know, if you're home alone 10 to 12 hours a day, you know, I mean, again, there's all kinds of solutions that are probably in front of you that you could tap into, but you may not have been thinking about that question. What can I do to, um, you know, feel more connected, more entertained. Well, I don't know what feelings you want to have, but as you begin asking the question, how can I feel the things I want to feel more? You know, if you're home alone for 10 to 12 hours a day, is there anyone, maybe you want to visit with an actual person? You know, how can I get in, um, you know, some, some relationships that would nourish my soul a little bit? But that's the point. I use a phrase a lot that um, emotional malnourishment, 
because I think it's the, it's the phrase of, of our generation in a sense, because what's happened with the food is that we've been so conditioned to eat emotionally. You know, we use the food for emotional fulfillment or we think, you know, and so we're celebrating something, we're eating food, we're dealing with depression and a frustrating day, we're using food. You know, and so what happens is we don't learn how to genuinely deal with our emotions and that food is not so much fulfilling our emotions as it is distracting us from how bad we feel. And so once the pleasure of eating the food fades, we're right back to the same situation we were in, you know, so the only solution you have is to find some things that are interesting that don't involve food because the, the eating food, the boring, the boredom eating is not actually entertaining. It's not fulfilling. It sucks. You know, it's, it's an empty feeling. And then on top of that, there's all the negative emotional stuff of, um, you know, of, of the weight, you know what I mean? And, and being frustrated with yourself that you haven't figured the weight out, you know? So, yeah, it's, it's important. The emotional eating one, yeah, that's a big one. And I think even the way people approach that, they just want to throw out the emotional eating and they don't realize that that emotional eating has a positive intention behind it. You know what I mean? Like you're doing it for a reason. You're not doing it because you want to be overweight. You're doing it because in the moment it makes you feel better. You know, it, it alleviates the boredom, you know, but it's a trick, you know, it, it doesn't really alleviate. It just feels like it, you know, there's way better ways, but it takes a little bit of work to figure out what those are, you know, for sure. But once you figured them out, you know what I mean? You're on a completely different path. It's way better, you know, no doubt about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's lots of things you could do though. You know, you get 10 to 12 hours a day. I don't know. Maybe if you feel lonely, uh, you know, maybe it, it, it's, again, finding someplace where you're around people, you know, there's something you can do with that time that's actually interesting to you. But here's the key thing, right? So it's like you want to be solution-oriented. And, and it sounds like it's such a fundamental shift. I talk about this all the time. Um, in terms of mindsets, I feel like being solution-oriented is probably the most important one out of all of them. More important than like growth and fixed mindset, that's kind of like the big the big terms in the in the mindset world. Uh, Carol Dweck there, you know, it, it's great stuff. But I find that like being solution or problem oriented is even more important, you know, because what you don't realize is us humans all have a negativity bias, you know, meaning that the negative stuff impacts us more than the positive stuff, you know. Uh, like I said, I got to put a video up, right? I'll get a hundred comments, you know, 95, 98 of them will be positive and two or three will be negative. What do I remember? I'm in the negative ones, you know? And so this is an evolutionary thing, right? It's more important to remember where the lion was than where the beautiful flower was. So our brain is, is literally organized. It's evolved that way, you know, for survival reasons. But here around the modern world, you know what I mean? And we tend to focus on the problems, on, on the negative part, you know? And so the more you can actually ask yourself the solutions that you want to achieve, what you actually want, the more you start to program your mind to go in that direction. The idea here is that your subconscious mind is a servo mechanism. You know, it just does what you ask it to do. But a lot of the specific questions you're asking of yourself are very problem oriented. You know, why do I keep doing this? Why do I keep eating when I'm bored? Why do I, why can't I stick to a plan? Why can't I lose weight? And you ask these questions and your subconscious mind just answers them. Right? It just goes a little, because this happened. You did this when you were a kid. And because your mom was like that. And you, you know what I mean? Like it just, it just throws up all these answers. And, um, a lot of times, like now we have the answer, we just keep cycling through those questions. 24 hours a day, decades long, you've been you're cycling through the same questions. So it's such a transformative process to start asking solution-oriented questions about what you want. 
you know? That's why I say even with the goal weight, right? Right, Starting off with that, instead of talking about how much weight you want to lose, start talking about what you'd like to weigh and why. Why do you want to weigh that goal weight, you know? I promise you, if you're struggling with your weight, this is so powerful because you haven't really thought about it. You just assume that you really want to lose weight. And I'm here to tell you that you weigh what you want. You weigh what you want to weigh. <laughs> not consciously. Consciously, you want to lose the weight, but subconsciously, you do not want to lose the weight. You know, you have very good subconscious reasons for weighing what you weigh. And uh, you need to recognize those. So even like the boredom eating, right? You're, you're eating that way because it's the way you've learned. It's the main strategy you use to entertain yourself, to not feel bored. If you had a better strategy, you'd probably use that, especially if it was a strategy that kept you at your goal weight. You know, that's way more compelling. But we always do what we want to do. And your weight's no, no exception. You know, so what are some reasons? I mean, I have people like, well, I want to lose the weight, but I'm worried about the loose skin. I want to lose the weight, but I'm worried about attention from men. I might be in danger. You know, there's always a subconscious reason that is why you're weigh what you weigh. Right. Imagine that. And it's but I think it's empowering to know that, you know, it's frustrating sometimes, you know, to, to realize that. But you could you're in control of your weight. You know, you can weigh whatever you want. Insulin resistance. Hormonal issues, menopausal, you know, weigh what you want. That's the key word, right? What do you want to weigh? I don't know, you know, but um, you can do it. But the, the main key is to get congruent with it, you know, um, to want to. I always use the example, like if the person you love the most was kidnapped and the kidnapper said, you'll never see them again unless you lose weight this month. Right. Would you struggle to lose weight or would that be the easiest weight you ever lost in your life? Right? So yeah, it'd be the easiest weight you ever lost in your life. Why? Because you're congruent. You genuinely want to lose the weight. And then all of a sudden, everything changes. But but everything changes on the inside in your head. Not not on the outside. Because yeah, the kid never said, well, you know what else I'm going to do? I'm going to put all your favorite foods around you the whole month. What are you going to do then? I'm not going to touch them. I'm gonna, I don't care. Because you, you, you make this, this line in the sand. You say, That's it. No. You just close off to that. Right. That's the value of motivation, real, genuine, congruent motivation, you know, and it takes some work, you know, because the way you think about weight is all not congruent. You know, you have all these conflicting ideas about weight and it's those conflictions that are keeping you stuck at you, the weight you're at, you know, um, but there's always there's always things you can do, you know, but but most of the game, most of the weight loss really just comes down to the mindset piece. Yeah, someone says so true, right? Yeah, of course, right? That's what I do. I, I do these live streams. I make all these videos just to just to point it out. Because what I what I makes me crazy. Again, I think there's life and death, but I think what makes me sad is when people blame themselves and they believe there's there's nothing they can do. They've tried to lose weight fifty times and it hasn't worked, and so they think, oh, there's something wrong with me. You know, there's nothing wrong with you other than the way that you're thinking. It's, it's, I promise you it's the way you're thinking. <laughs> your, your mindset's more important than your physiology. You know? It's like, what they did, it is a study with uh, guys that had heart attacks and they said, they tracked them afterwards to see how many of them changed their lifestyles up, right? 20%. 20% after heart attacks, you know? How's that possible, right? You'd think they'd be super motivated, right? But... Um, again, the motivation is almost not enough. It really isn't because it has to be something you want to do and you have to have strategies. You know, Talk about something people don't talk about with weight loss very much is the strategies that you have available to you. You know, 
And unfortunately, you have very few strategies available to you when it comes to losing weight. Because the diets are just tactics. You know what I mean? Like, they just tell you, oh, just stop eating carbs. Or whatever they are. You know what I mean? It's always like a one thing they're telling you to do, right? But they never tell you how to do it. How do you get yourself to do it? How do you change the way you're thinking? They never tell you. I ask this all the time on these lives. It's like, answer this if you'd like to, but how long have you been trying to lose weight for? 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, right? How can it be? You know, how can it be that you've been trying to lose weight this long and you know so little about how to actually change your behaviors? How, how is that possible? You know, it's not like it's rocket science, but, but it's, it's not that it's rocket science, but that again, someone says I couldn't do keto because you can't have any alcoholic ice beverages ever like an occasional one. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> no, I will tell you, I would change that word couldn't to I didn't want to. Okay. When you say I couldn't, it's, it's a, it makes you feel powerless. It's not accurate. Okay. So how the words you use and how you use them has a huge impact because everything's hypnosis. You know, I, I get, I, I guess this person shows up every day and says, I can't be hypnotized. Yes, you can. <laughs> you can be hypnotized and you are hypnotized constantly. You're hypnotized. You're hypnotized by the words you say to yourself and, and the words you use. So it's like the idea that, um, like even the phrase, I'm, I'm not picking on you. Okay. So, so I understand this, but when you say I couldn't do keto, I couldn't do it. Right. And so it's like this idea that I, I can't do it. There's something wrong with me. All these people succeeding on keto. I can't do it. You know, as opposed to saying, I don't want to do keto because I want to be able to have an alcoholic drink once in a while. So I don't want to do that. Yeah. Right. It's the same situation, but you've connected to your power because you're the one making the choice. You need to speak in powerful language. You know, you're the one choosing what you're doing. That's why I always say, like, I know people get mad about it sometimes, but you weigh what you want to weigh. Now, I know you don't want to be overweight. I understand that. But you want to eat the food more than you want to lose the weight. And so what? Is this some, con you know what I mean? Is this some controversial statement? <laughs> right? I mean, look at the situation. You know what I mean? Like, and so once you say that, once you say like, you know, I, it's true. I've gotten used to the weight. I don't like it, but I really don't want to make the changes in my eating and my lifestyle that require. Right? Thank you. Yeah, it makes sense, right? It's like, I don't want to make those changes. Great. At least you're being honest with yourself now. You know what I mean? At least we're in the realm of the real. And so the language you use, I'm telling you, your subconscious mind is like a computer. And just like a computer, you can't just like, you know, you can't just get vague with the commands, right? That you even put into a computer. You have to be very, very specific, you know? And um, with yourself, you have to be specific. Oh, I can't lose weight. What? Of course you can. You know, it's more accurate to say, I don't, I don't really want to lose weight right now. I'm not, I'm not that motivated to lose weight. Great. Great. At least you identify the real problem, you know, and if you identify the problem correctly, that's the closest thing you do to actually solving it, you know, but to be sitting there saying, oh, I can't lose weight. No matter what I do, I can't lose weight. That's not true. I, I know that's not true. Easy for you to say, you're not a menopausal woman. That's true. But I've, I've made a whole career out of helping menopausal women lose weight. Right. Someone says, I totally understand the alcohol statement. I come from a family of drinkers. It's a hard influence. Yeah. But here's the thing, right? And this, what, what you're saying as well, in addition to saying, I don't want to do keto because of that, but let me take that a step further because this really implies the all or nothing nature of weight loss for most people. And again, this is a diet mentality. And I don't think the diets want you to lose weight. You know, if you haven't heard me say this before, the, the diet 
the diets and the food companies are the same thing. Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz for many years. Um, Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. The company that owns Atkins food products there is the same company that owns Anians pretzels and Cinnabon. These companies don't want you to lose weight. They want you to restrict your calories for a little while because they know that causes you to overeat more calories in the long run. You know, that's why these diets, they don't really want you to lose weight. They never teach you the mindset piece. They never teach you a holistic strategy to actually master your weight. It's just a tactic, a tactic you'll, you'll follow and do for a little while and then you'll stop, you know? So part of that is this all or nothing mindset, you know? And so you say, well, I would do keto, but I want to be able to drink alcohol once in a while. And they say, I can't. Well, F them. You know what I mean? Do keto. I'll give it, so I'll give you an example, right? So I'm, I'm a yoga instructor, right? So I remember doing yoga. I used to be a binge drinker. Right. So I was 50 pounds heavier. I was a binge drinker and, uh, I never identify as an alcoholic though. I just didn't. And so that just never sat right with me. I, I had no desire in me to not, to want to not drink. I didn't want to binge drink <laughs> that had a, a congruent 100% firm desire. I didn't want to binge drink, but I never said to myself, I, I want to not drink alcohol at all. Okay. And so I started my, my journey with, with the alcohol and, and managing it. I recognize I want to be able to drink, but I want to be able to drink appropriately, moderately, according to me. And so anyways, I got to that point and I, I got it under control. I improved my health with, with the alcohol. And then I started doing yoga and, and people say, oh, what? You do yoga and you, you drink? You know, very, very kind of condescending and judgmental. And I said, would you rather I drink and not do yoga? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so it's like, I, I think th that's another part of the all or nothing thing, you know? And so I think that if you like keto, which you probably don't, but it's like, if you like keto and it's getting your results, but the only problem is that, you know, you want to drink an alcoholic beverage once in a while, I would suggest that you find, you do keto like you want to do it and then drink alcohol once in a while. My approach when I work with people is they, they come up with their own plan. You know, that's another thing at diets that I think is totally backwards and wrong. This idea that someone who's never met me is going to give me an eating plan and then I'm just going to follow that and work and just, it's going to work for me. I think that's crazy. I think you have to create your own eating plan. How do you want to eat? Because you got your own unique genetics, lifestyle, and preferences. You know, so you should build it around that instead of like, well, I do that plan, but I can't even drink any alcohol, so forget it. You know? <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but I know, I mean, what do you want to do? And then, then there's another level, though. What do you want to do keto so hard that you go into ketosis? Is that how you want to live your life? You know what I mean? Following a diet that they, they came up with originally for epileptics to treat epileptics. You know, is that how you want to live your life so you can never eat a piece of birthday cake again? Never have a, you know, an alcoholic drink. Never eat a, a piece of bread, some cheese. <laughs> again, when I talk about like, like your weight ought to be referenced in terms of the quality of life, right? What quality of life do you want to live, right? We want to find the sweet spot. You know, and so the sweet spot involves your weight for sure, but it also involves the food you want to eat. And so I think this way works a lot because what most people do when they want to lose weight is they try and just completely deprive themselves of all pleasure, right? Most people base their weight loss on a pain, a pain motivation strategy. It starts with some spontaneous pain-based thing. Um, if you ever want to watch these, uh, not on TikTok, you go to my YouTube channel, right? And I got a podcast. Yeah, that's a lot better. Um, before I look at a little kid sitting in a chair, uh, 
yeah, so I'm on, I'm on YouTube. I got a podcast program yourself then, so you can listen. I do these all the time. Um, but but yeah, okay. So so getting back to like using pleasure. <laughs> imagine imagine losing weight in an enjoyable way, <laughs> right? But um, what most people try and do is that they there's usually a spontaneous pain-based situation, right? You step on the scale, you see the picture of yourself, you catch a reflection, someone says something to you, you go to the doctors and you get so upset. Um, you say, that's it, I gotta do something. But that state is a stress state. You're, you're not thinking clearly. Your sympathetic nervous system's activated. You're very emotional. You're in a hypnotic trance. And you're like, I don't care what I gotta do. I just wanna lose the weight. In that place, you're likely to choose some really extreme plan. And then you try and beat yourself up the whole time. You keep referencing the picture you saw, how big you looked, or it's all, you're always referencing the pain to try and keep yourself motivated along the path. Is that not what you do? <laughs> right? Right? Oh, someone says you're so motivating. Thank you for the great information. Oh, you're welcome, Robin. I hope this, I hope this helped you out. Um, so, so, you know, people try and just keep, they try and stay fixated on that pain because that's, that's usually the only motivation you've ever really felt to lose weight. You know, maybe some people randomly have like, like the wedding they really were hyped up for some big event that they were hyped up for. But usually it's some pain based thing. They're, they're they, I don't want to feel this anymore. I got to move away from it. But then it becomes everything you're doing is about pain because then you say, OK, I got to cut out all carbs. I got to cut out all alcohol. I can never drink again. You know, I'm here to tell you that the, the best way to, to ruin your weight loss plan is to be all or nothing like and just like 100% strict I don't know will it give you the fastest results technically if you could do it right but you can't do it you can't keep up with it so again you're so obsessed with fast results that you choose unsustainable plans you know so if you can bring a little patience into this process you can choose more sustainable things Great. see you later Robin thanks for, for being on this um, choose more sustainable plans how can I lose weight and still drink alcohol once in a while. That's what I'd like to do. That'd give me the best quality of life. I'd like to weigh what I want to weigh and I'd like to be able to drink alcohol sometimes. Where's the sweet spot? I don't want to drink too much alcohol. That, that ruins my quality of life, right? I don't want to be too overweight. That ruins my quality of life, right? So where's the sweet spot? Where do I get the most enjoyment? Where's the most pleasure for me, you know? So what I always tell people and the way I structure things for myself is I really like optimize. Now, again, these, these numbers, you, you can work up to them. They're, they're always relatable to you. There's no right or wrong. It's only what works for you. But I like to do like five days of clean living and eating. And then I have two days where it's more about pleasure. You know, now that's the goal. It doesn't always work out exactly that way. You know, I don't eat perfectly um, every, again, the five days are usually Monday through Friday. And then the weekend's more the pleasure part of it. But um, that's how I structure things, you know, so that, during those clean days, I'm looking forward to the weekend where I know I can eat some cookies or I'm going to eat pasta and we drink wine and whatever, you know, and it's a nice balance. It feels, it feels right. It feels healthy. Now that's for me. You know, that may not work for you. I don't know. But it's like, if you start thinking to yourself, the way that I'm going to master my weight is by choosing a plan that works for me, that, that's built around me. It's such a different way to do it, you know, because instead of like, oh, I'm going to try this plan and then you try it for a week and then you don't do it at all. Instead, you're, you're constantly and always optimizing and tweaking your lifestyle and how you're eating. And there's no falling off the wagon. There's just, let me just keep this up. You know, let me master this with a reference to what weight do you want to be? You know, how do you want to live? How do you want to feel? These are kind of the key things, you know? Um, I don't know. It makes me nuts because it's like, I don't know, like, like weight loss isn't as hard as it seems is what I try and tell people. And 
I say that because when you have the mindset piece, like when you know how to influence your thinking and how you think about weight loss and food and yourself, and when you have good strategies that work for you, you know, that are optimized and custom made for you, like weight loss is a lot easier. It's like, it's not easy. I shouldn't say that, right? Why do they say like it's simple, but not easy. It's like, if you want to learn to play the piano, right? It's like, it's, that's not easy, but it's like, okay, well, you know how to do it. You practice and you, it, it, people have laid it out. You know what I mean? And you do it. And so weight loss is like that, but, but the diets never give you that. They just give you like the superficial, oh, just eat this way. Well, that's not the problem. Right? You, know, you already know what you should and shouldn't eat. The problem is you can't get yourself to do it. And it's because you've never learned about the mindset piece. You've never learned about the lifestyle piece. You know, you never think about this stuff strategically. You know, and when you do, it changes everything and it makes it easier. Someone says, any tips for food obsession? I can't stop thinking about food while trying to lose weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. I'll tell you how I know that one, right? So for a little while, I was a raw foodist, right? What's that mean? I just ate raw food. <laughs> and uh, boy, I have never been more obsessed with food in my life. The only other time I got close to being that obsessed with food is when I would fast for a couple of days. I do the master cleanses, you know? And then, and so what happens, right? Why does that happen? You're, again, this is a perfect example of how understanding your, your biology, your brain and your body is very helpful in mastering your weight, okay? So like as soon as you, like fasting, for example, you go a day without eating, all of a sudden, all your brain and your senses start optimizing to focus on food. You literally, literally, you zoom in on food and any little food that happens, any smells, hypersense, you're, you're, you, everything starts being optimized to getting you to eat, right? So the, the secret to, to losing weight is to become less obsessed with food. And how do you do that, right? How do you do that? Well, the first thing is I would suggest that you understand the strategy of calorie, you understand calorie density, okay? Because um, what you think because of diets, because diets, again, I can't say this enough. Diets don't want you to lose weight. They're, they're, diets are all run by the food companies and they're all just tactics that are inadequate, completely inadequate. And usually what they're trying to do is tell you cut the calories or cut out a macronutrient, right? Most calories are built around cut the calories down or cut out the carbs, cut the protein out, cut the fat out, or add one of those in more, okay? And so it's all about the food in terms of calories and macronutrients. But what I would suggest you start looking is understanding the, the sense of calorie density and volume of food, what that means, right? And so the reason I say this is because a lot of people in their minds think in order to lose weight, I have to be really hungry, right? You think you have to be real, deal with a lot of hunger in order to lose weight. And I think that's the complete wrong way to go. I think what you want to start doing is you want to start optimizing your eating so that you are consuming the same or more volume of food but you're consuming less calories at the same time. So how do you do this? I'm gonna answer your question, Sam, that's a good question. Um, so for example, right, a cookie is this big, but it's packed with calories, okay? Um, a salad may have the same amount of calories as a cookie, but it takes up this much space. And so a lot of what makes you feel satisfied and full, part of it is your stomach, right? So as your stomach contracts, it releases ghrelin, which makes you feel hungry. Um, also, there's another thing called, like when it goes into your uh, intestines, there's a thing called the ileal break. So if you eat like a lot of volume, your intestines feel fuller 
and they send a signal to say we're good, okay? So what we wanna do is we wanna start eating more calorie, foods that are less calorie dense, which is a fancy way to say natural foods pretty much, right? The more vegetables, the less, you know, less butter, less margarine, less oil in them, um, less sugar in them, uh, you know, those are a good place to start. Less refined carbs, you know? And so we wanna eat a lot of volume, but not a lot of calories in it. And as you start optimizing and tweaking your eating so that it, it, that's the case, you can start feeling just as satisfied as you always do, but now you're losing weight. And simultaneously, you're gonna, you're gonna way lower that food obsession. That food obsession is mostly, because, you know, again, I'm kind of reading between the lines here, and I, and I might be wrong, so let me know if I am, but when you say, any tips for food obsession, I can't stop thinking about food while trying to lose weight. And I feel like trying to lose weight is usually code for trying to eat in a way where I'm really hungry, because you're just cutting meal portions down. See, that's what a lot of people do with diets. They think, okay, I'm gonna eat the same pretty much, but I'm just gonna eat less. I would never do that. Like when I'm hungry, I can't control my eating very well. Do you understand? Like, like I, I'm not, I'm not a master of willpower. That is not how I have mastered my weight. That is not how my clients master their weight. They become very strategic. They eat in a strategic way. So look up volumetrics, right? If you want to go a little more in depth in this concept, but it's the main thing, right? You're just trying to eat less food, and um, it's it's that's why you're getting obsessed with food. You're really hungry, most likely. Yeah. Let me know if that's not the case. Can I program good habits through meditation? Okay, so this is my thoughts on meditation and hypnosis. I think meditation, in my mind, is when you are either clearing your mind of thoughts or you're just focusing on one single thought, okay? You're basically trying to focus your mind on one thing, you know? And so when I'm trying to, when I'm meditating, I'm not, I wanna not have thoughts, I'm taking my attention and putting on my breathing and my relaxation, all right? Um, and some people use mantras, and so they'll put their attention on that one mantra, saying it over and over and over again. Okay, so in that sense, I don't think motive. I don't think meditation helps you program in good habits because meditation is more about an experience of quieting your mind. Now, through that experience, you start to recognize how your mind works much more effectively. You start to notice how thoughts come in and, and, and that whole process. Um, but hypnosis and meditation, if you look at brain scans, they look very, very similar. They're very similar states of being. But the hypnosis, the purpose is that you are giving yourself suggestions to help you exactly what you're saying. So that's how I, I have a process I come up with. I call it self-hypnotic programming. You don't have to go into a deep hypnotic state. All you need to do is just relax and activate your parasympathetic nervous system. And then you use your imagination to program in the habits you want to do. And that, ta-da, that, that's my program. That's how I help people create change. You have a subconscious mind that runs programs that have been installed into it. And so basically it's a way to install programs into your subconscious mind so that they run on autopilot. The good habits though. So yes, I, I think self-hypnosis is good for installing habits. Meditations I've seen are not, okay? Because meditations, it's more, it's like you're trying to quiet everything down. In hypnosis, you're looking to install things in that calm, quiet environment. I hope that makes sense. How do you stop binge eating? Um, that's such a big question that it would be hard for me to answer because there's so many different levels to the whole thing. I don't deal with binge eating or eating disorders. You know, I deal with people that have, you know, normal eating habits and patterns and, and, and mindsets um, that are just struggling to lose weight. Okay, so 
I'm going to skip that because that's such a big question. You know, if you, if you want to ask a little more specifically, I could probably answer it, but binge eating, I don't know which way to go with it. Um, someone says I already lost a hundred pounds and now I'm trying to lose the last 20 and all I can think about is food. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. So again, you know, think what I said about, oh, someone said audio problem. What is it? I wonder if this thing's not working. Oh, it looks like it's working. Um, maybe I clicked it or something. Uh, yeah, yeah. Again, listen, when you're, when you're overweight, you know, 100, 120 pounds, when you're obese and you're losing the weight, you, listen, you get some challenges there, okay? Now, I think, again, a lot of times the calorie density, the volumetrics approach can be very helpful with that. Okay, but understand that, yeah, there's a bit going on here. Your leptin signaling, um, you know, different hormones in your body that are signaling you to eat and not eat and feel full um, are out of whack. You know, now the question becomes, how long will that last for? I don't know. But again, this is where I think having a holistic approach to mastering your weight is so important, you know, especially if you're dealing with like where you were formerly obese. It's really about quieting your mind down, um, being more relaxed uh, feeling more gratitude, moving your body more. You know, so the habits I always talk about, sleep, hydration, relaxation, breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude. And when you start to create a lifestyle built around these things, it helps with all those things you're talking about. Volumetrics, calorie density of food can be another thing that helps, all right? So I, ho I hope that helps out. Oh, someone said I can hear him fine. All right, good. I wish I saw that before I answered that. Oh, cool. All right, everyone. I hope I hope you're all having a great day. So you're around a Tuesday, right? A weird day to talk about weight loss. Um, it's funny. I do these, you know, you, you, you don't know patterns. <laughs> There's patterns throughout the week of when people are more interested in weight loss and when they're less seemingly, you know. Um, so I, I, I honor you. The, the fact that you're thinking about this now, I think is great. Um, and recognize that you don't have to do it all at once. You know, so go watch my videos, go, you know, my bio, there's a link to the three steps to master your weight. Go watch that. You know, it's a half hour training, but it'll change the way you think about weight loss and make it much more, um, like less like, you know, you, you're, you think about weight loss, like it's an endurance test, you know, you know, endurance tests that kind of hook you up. There's no beating the endurance test. It's just to see how long you can go, right? The inter the endurance test is designed for you to fail. It's just a question of how long can you keep it up? And that's subconsciously how you approach weight loss, you know? And it's so stressful, it's so ineffective, and it sucks. Um, so, you know, one of the big things I like to share, oh, thanks, Malala, how you doing? Um, one of the big things I, I like to try and help you understand, the, the biggest shift you can make is that you can approach this whole thing differently, you know? It's less about the tactics I could tell you, and it's more about the whole paradigm within which you see weight loss you know, and that you think about it, you know? Um, so I hope that makes sense. But once you realize that, you know, the whole process can change, you know? And so what happens is you can get out of this all or nothing mindset, you know, and you can get into slow and consistent changes and progress, you know, because there's no such thing as big accomplishments. All big accomplishments are small accomplishments stacked up and accumulated, you know, it's that simple. And so once you recognize that, begin thinking that way and living that way, ironically, it makes the whole process a lot easier. You know, you can't lose 50 pounds. You only you lose 50 pounds a pound at a time, you know? And so it's like the longer you can kind of extend your time frame. And, and remember this question, how long do you want to lose the weight for? Right? How long would you like to keep it off for? I, I can hear you saying forever, right? So it's like, if you want to do it forever, then set yourself up a plan that you want to do forever. 
right? You, you're, you're in this idea. You just, you just assume, you presuppose that weight loss has to be miserable and difficult and to feeling like deprivation, you know? And so you, you naturally and automatically just kind of think of it in those terms, you know? And so the second you realize that this is a process you're making, you can make it enjoyable. You can make it fun. You have control over this, you know? Again, you've been hypnotized to think about it one way by the diet industry, you know? But I'm here to tell you that you can make it whatever process you want it to be, you know? It, you're, you're in control of that, right? So uh, thank you very much, everyone. Have a, have a great day, and we'll see you soon. Bye.